evening, weary traveller. Join me for another side quest. Hello and welcome, everybody, to another... <laughs> Do you not like that? No, I didn't like that. <laughs> keep going, keep going. Don't mind me. <laughs> welcome to another side quest episode of A Bald Opinion. You know it's not canon because Neil's introducing the episode. With me, as always, even though I try to fire him every single week, it is everybody's favorite bald Icelandic man. Take that, goodness, brother. Goodness. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Uh, today, we're going to be looking at a short film, which much excuse like me. the... Un- Ex- excuse me. Oh, oh, oh. What? This, is, this is my episode, goodness. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, today. I'm doing all right. How are you, Neil? <laughs> No time for banter. This is a side quest. Go, 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 go. Today we are looking at a, is it an official fan film? It is. It is official. Yeah. Official fan film of the indie game Papers, Please. We heard you all scream, podcast, please. And we are providing. So, Goodney, (laughs) I've never played this game. Um, You're the one that introduced me to to the game. And also the the feature film. So the feature film, the fan film. So please explain yourself. Yes. So uh, I hadn't played Papers, Please until very recently. I'd seen friends play it and I was very intrigued by it because it's one of those games that most that's mostly made by just one person. And that person is called Lucas Pope who is a developer who worked for Naughty Dog and worked on a couple of the Uncharted games. So there is that. And he went ahead, uh, his girlfriend was his producer, I think, and he was making all kinds of games that, like little little games or snippets of games that they all sounded quite interesting and different. And in 2013, he published the game Papers, Please, which is a puzzle simulation game. Now, he is the director, producer, he did the code, the music, and the art. So it's it's very much a one-man show. And the setup for the game is that the nation of Arstotska, which is a fictional sort of Eastern European nation, in 1982 has just ended a six-year war with a neighboring country, Kolecia, and tensions are running high. So you are a passport inspector in this dystopian totalitarian... Oh my God, I can't say that word... A uh, fictional Soviet-looking country of Astotska. And it's very Orwellian. It is very 1984. That's where the inspiration came from. And you win the lottery at the beginning of the game, the job lottery. So jobs are of short in short supply. And you get this job of being this passport inspector. You, It's up to you to uh, look at passports of people coming into the country and make sure that their documents are in order. And if they are not in order, then you have to turn them away. That's sort of the basic gameplay. But what is difficult about this game is that uh, there's a lot of details in these documents. And as the days progress, the details become uh, like the rules become more complicated. You have to you can have to have a work visa or people from this country can't enter or the you know the codes of the passport need to match the codes of the work visa and and so on and so forth maybe the person isn't the same height as their passport indicates or maybe they're uh n- don't weigh the right weight maybe they're not the right gender maybe they don't look the same as their picture and you are very much racing against the clock because <laughs> you you have a limited time during each day and after each day you get 
paid based on how well you did. If you if you let people through that shouldn't have gone through, you get a, a warning or, or a minus, uh, like a reduction in your pay, or you get more more pay if you if you do well and if you uh, just work quickly. Uh, you need the money because your family is starving and they're freezing and your mother-in-law is dying and it's and you need to pay rent and it's just horrible. And usually, at least from the way I played the game, I could not afford everything. And I would be prioritizing like oh, medicine for my kid. And it's just like, sorry, mother-in-law, <laughs> maybe next time. Um, and the game throws all these kinds of moral conundrums at you because some of the people don't have the right documents but they clearly say you know if you send me back i will be killed or someone goes through and 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 just as they're passing through they go there's a guy coming in after me and i think he's gonna kill me if he if you let him through like he's bought me you know so you so please his documents are in order but can you please not let him through so suddenly you're just like what do i do (laughs) it's (laughs) terrible it's terrible it's terrible and then someone makes it through and has a bomb and they just blow up the freaking border. So the next day, there's more guards, and it's all terrible. It's all it's all terrible. It's super depressing, but it's it's really good actually. It's really clever. And there's like 20 different endings that you can get, and it's just it's just really clever. It's so simple, but it's really clever. Mm-hmm. And Lucas Pope then went on to do another game called The Return of the Oprah Din, which is equally original, I would say, and very very interesting. And but that's a tale for another day. So that's that's the game. Okay, it's cool. just it's just this horror show of moral conundrums of trying to let the right people through a border. Yes. Yeah, it's, yeah. I watched I watched a little bit of the gameplay. It was uh, it was quite engrossing. Um, it's very simple, like looking. Yes, it, it it feels like it could have been made like in the nineties or yeah, you know, on like BBC computers and things like that. It's um, it's pretty old school looking um yeah i don't think i like i think it looks it looks really good and i'm sure it's a great game i don't think i would enjoy it <laughs> because <laughs> as you say it's it's kind of stressful it relies so stressful. upon picking up on little details yeah that's um not necessarily my forte but however they have created a official fan film do you have information about that, Goodney? I have a tiny bit of information about that. So it's from 2018. The game is from 2013. It's it's a it's an absolute bestseller, obviously, and Lucas Pope has just risen to stardom because of it. But in 2018, uh, there's these two Russian film students that have just like they've just graduated and they wanted to do a film. They uh, the the director is called Nikita Ordinsky, and they write the script for the film uh, less than 10 pages. They they send it over to Lucas Pope. Because they were very adamant that they didn't want to just make a fan film. They wanted the blessing of the creator, mm-hmm. which I think is really cool. And I've not heard of anyone try to do that. So uh, Lucas answers a couple of weeks later. goes like, this is great. I've you know got some notes. And they uh, work on it a bit together. Lucas Pope wasn't like directly involved in writing this or anything mm-hmm. like that, but he, he you know he he helps them. And then they go build the set, build the border control shed, and shoot it drop it online and it just becomes a massive hit and if you go on this on steam for example to the game itself you'll find the the short film there okay. because it it is as far as i know the only licensed like you know golden stamp of approval from the creator fan film of any mm-hmm. game I've, I've i've ever seen on youtube yeah yeah i 
So, so we've both watched it. It's only 10 minutes. It's available on YouTube. It's well worth a watch. I mean, I watched it knowing very little about the game. Yep. All you need to know about the game really is the title, which is Papers, Please. And it's about a border patrol. And you kind of, from that brief kind, like that, from those two bits of information, you, mm -hmm. you already kind of get the vibe of what it is because I don't know what it's like in Iceland, but in the UK, like this idea of like papers, please, is the sort of thing you would associate with like the Nazis yeah. and things like that, or yeah. like uh, the the Berlin Wall, that sort of thing. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, it looks really good, which is a very insightful thing for me to say. <laughs> yeah, they are around twenty five years old when they make this film. Yeah, I hate them. Um, <laughs> The the casting is great. the the main The main actor playing the the border yeah. patrol guy, he's great. He's got one of like these old, like not old. He's not old, old, but he's got like a a great cinematic face. Yes, and that he's got lots of angles. He's got character Ch in his like face, ch chiseled out of you know out of marble and depression, and he looks great. <laughs> yes, yeah, and. Yeah, there's lots of kind of like little stories that run throughout it, um, which I believe are sort of related to the game. Yes, yes, that's I mean, very much the thing, yeah. Because you keep getting new and new people. And mm -hmm. The faster you work, the more people you get. Some of them are scripted. Some of them are like procedurally generated, which is very clever. Mm -hmm. So yeah. The story? The story, I, I, it's hard because I, I, I feel like I don't want to go too much into it because it is only 10 minutes and I would encourage people to seek it out. Yeah, I would say if you want to watch it, the link is below in the description. Go watch it now. Just pause this. Go watch it now and then continue because we're going to get into spoiler territory. Yes. So, okay. Spoilers. When the aliens arrive at the end, I oh, my, blew snap. my mind. No. Yeah. Um, so much like the game, the, the film focuses on this border patrol guard who has a family, clearly, because we see a picture of them. Yep. Uh, and they're just, they're just essentially doing like a regular day in... Arstotska, lots of people are coming in. Some people don't have the right documents. He's uh, inspecting everything with a with a like a uh, you know with a microscope, and then eventually he lets someone through that he maybe shouldn't have. And turns out they are terrorists who have brought a bomb through and uh, blow up like the outside of the the booth or something, and then start shooting the. Border Patrol guy and the the soldiers outside. Yeah, I I feel like like it was good and it worked, but you also kind of knew there was something going on. Um, but it it it's good because I like it. You when you talk about the game, you're talking about this sort of like this moral dilemma that you have that grows yes. throughout. Um. And when you were describing it, I was like, goodness, it's a game. You would just, whatever. But the <laughs> thing about games is that, I mean, I've I've just replayed Bioshock. And in that, you have the option of like, like murdering these little... The little sisters. The little sisters. And I never, I've never pressed, <laughs> I've never <laughs> pressed kill. I just don't have it within me. So I, it is, it's, it's incredible how almost like squeamish we get when we play games that we yeah. that you just go for the only psychos <laughs> play it <laughs> play it the cruel way um yeah and so so the so the, the short film does a does a very good job at um kind of getting that across on that 
like that journey of he he's introduced to we're introduced to this idea that he could bend the rules for this girl who's like like a girlfriend or partner of one of the soldiers mm-hmm. but he kind of like sticks to his guns and then that alters his mindset for for the end yes um, which just goes to show never never do anything kind um if you live in the soviet run <laughs> places never do anything kind um yeah it's it's just it's really succinct storytelling um sort of mainly set in one location i think yes. what i would like to see more of in general because I, I was thinking about about like other sort of indie games mm-hmm. is almost just kind of like even just like an anthology thing we've got all these streaming services let's have like a an anthology feature film thing like like your vhs's and mm-hmm. and um and things like that of a bunch of indie games and just make tight short film entries because like this only works i think as a short film i was trying to think yeah. like would it work as a feature film it would but it would have to move it would have to go beyond that yeah. sort of central thing and then it becomes just sort of like a it becomes a different sort of film and you, then you would probably have to send it in real world locations and then it mm-hmm. becomes kind of just like a history film whereas this short 10 minute film it you know it asks questions of the viewer it it is a, a faithful adaptation of the game yeah i think it's like it's just like it's the perfect setting for it. and i would like to see other indie games that have like these great core ideas that might it's not that they couldn't work as a feature film it's just you would move further away from it and it would get diluted in a feature film yeah it's an interesting way to to approach these indie games to try to stick them all into you know like a short form anthology format on netflix or something now this film i i think is really good i think it is extremely faithful uh to the game itself it looks like the game it feels like the game mm. you know everything from the the music to the characters uh, they use lines from the game as well but it's not the kind of thing that you would like it's not like a jill sandwich you don't trip over yes. it yeah yeah it, it, it makes sense within the context of it i think it's extremely like the length is perfect and i thought the same as you i don't think this would work as a feature because then it's just it's something else because mm-hmm. like papers please is within the confines of this one booth and nothing else yeah so as soon as you move out of it, it it's a different thing and yeah i i really like it i think it looks great i think it's professionally made the only thing that i would have done you know wanted a bit differently would was the uh, explosion at the end i didn't think that looked amazing i think that could have been done better but again just budgetary restraints obviously mm-hmm. and uh and yeah, if you're if you're interested in papers, please, or if you're just like curious about you know what are people doing with these video game adaptations outside of the main system, check this out. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's um again, it's kind of a model that doesn't necessarily work for long form because if it does, then me and you, Goodney, we're going into business, just contacting developers and people <laughs> making them and being like, here's our here's our idea, here's our idea. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely it's yeah, like it's it's a it's a nice thing to have because it's rare that you get this interaction between fans 
And it's very much kind of like the, the Uncharted short where you have this, like, you've got fans and like the industry kind of like overlapping, um, and, and sort of helping each other out. And you, and you get this little thing that really, it has no place in the world. The thing about fan films is they don't like YouTube is their home. They're not made for money. They're just made for passion, which in our yeah. cap- capitalistic so- society, sorry, we're dealing with like uh, with Soviet type. So we're going to go on a big communist rant when you're dealing with the capitalist <laughs> scum. Um, and this is no. recorded on Black Friday, actually. So that's kind of <laughs> yeah. appropriate. Yes. Um, but yes, like fan films, they're just like, they're a thing that kind of, sh- it's not that they shouldn't exist. It's just they don't, there's no point to them really in a, in a very harsh way, but it's great that they do exist. Well, some of them um, exist because it is like this overlapping of like passion fans and, and in some cases skill as well. And in this case there is skill, there is love for the, uh, an understanding of the source material. And that is, that is something that is lacking in a lot of these things. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah, that, that that's the key thing. When you have, it's not always the case when you have fans um, getting involved in the creative process, but when it's, when it, when it's, when it's done right, it's, it's, yeah, it's just, it's really nice. Um, yeah. Because yeah, you're seeing aspects of it that you, that you liked and things that are unique to that thing um brought to life whereas usually in the studio system those unique things or those things that you like kind of get ground out because you know the masses don't like it mm-hmm. um yeah no it's good well worth a watch um and of course we would just love to hear if anybody has any other suggestions for video game adaptation short films slash fan films yeah send them our way we're quite curious mm-hmm. i uh yeah go go check it out it's basically as depressing and stressful as the game itself and yeah go play the game as well it's really it's really quite something it's found its way onto many 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 best uh 100 games of all time lists and for good reason it will make you feel miserable but that's the point well wheelie travelers your quest comes to an end oh god (laughs) no no keep it going you started it keep it going (laughs) we'd like to thank you for your time and for your listening please be sure to like and subscribe and leave a comment um (laughs) (laughs) this could be a recurring actor this could be a recurring character i hope i hope not next week Um, there'll be a regular episode we promise until then yeah yeah Keep, stay, keep being bald and keep listening. Yeah, and stay out, out. Of, stay out of Arstotzka. There are no borders. <laughs> Just in our minds.